完璧などありえないこの世界は不完全だから美しいバカバカバカ何俺は海賊王になる待ってなんと恋しさなの力を渡した時に言ったことを覚えているかいクレ違うそこじゃない変態遅い Hello and welcome to More Than Hentai, a podcast that is here to show you that anime is far more than just tentacles and cat girls. There's also countless stories of love, loss, laughs, hope, horror, and happiness that are just dying to be found. And I, Brendan White, the Salt and Pepper Senpai, am here to help you find them. More Than Hentai is proudly powered by APIT.net and those sexy audio based legends over at Audio Technica. So go and upgrade your audio game today over at AudioTechnica.com. And joining me on this episode is a man who is well versed in pop culture and someone who often refers to himself as the Dark Souls of anime fans. When they're not watching more anime than probably 99% of the population, you can find him hosting the What Do You Think of This podcast with his co pilot, Jaden, which you should all check out immediately over at anchor.fm forward slash WDYTAT. Anthony, welcome to Riverside Studio, my friend. How might you be doing? I'm doing great. Uh, uh Yeah. I'm doing great now. Get ready to talk about some anime with you. It'll be fun. Woo! I'm very excited. No, I'm, I'm very thankful for you to be here because uh, before we started recording, you mentioned you uh, woke up not feeling the best today. So I appreciate you uh, keeping on trucking and, and soldiering through here to jump on and talk some anime. And uh, yeah, it's good to have you here. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I not great start to the morning, but as we're progressing through the day and now we're getting to the recording, I'm feeling 100% better now. So I think I'm ready to get into it, so to speak. I am very excited to get into it too, but before we get into sort of the main crux of this episode, let's maybe take a little step back here. Let's uh, share the listeners your origin story from, I guess, yourself Ah, as a whole, anything you want to share from the content creation space. Then we can sort of narrow that down into your love affair with anime because from what uh, our mutual friend Zach has shared with Mm. me, you are quite the savant, so I'm excited to see what you can inform me about there. But yeah, let's talk about yourself, talk about the podcast and everything else you want to share. So uh, yeah, for the podcast, it's just me and my um, friend Jaden. We're both huge uh, pop culture media lovers. We just love to talk about like uh, movies, video games, maybe more stuff in the future uh, as we continue to you know explore and expand our horizons, but... Yeah, we just love to take really long conversations about the things we love. Our most recent episode at the time of this recording was our discussion of the best movies, or our favorite movies rather, from uh, 2022. And that was a three-hour podcast because we had a lot to talk about. And yeah, I think that's just an idea of that. Or a better idea might be the podcast before that, I think, was Game of Thrones. We spent... Free, we spent two hours just talking about Game of Thrones. And it's like, you think that well would be dry, but somehow we just kept pulling shit out of it. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very deep well to pull mm. from. So uh, I, I admire the the depth and the uh, the minutiae that you can get into there when it comes to these podcasts. Because, mm. uh, yeah, three to three and a half hours, you know, I've, I've done a few long ones here and there over the years, but they're more so outliers for mm. me. But they're, they're common for you. That's your bread and butter, these big meaty beasts. Yeah, it's... I think it's because um, we just don't like to cut each other off if we get on a tangent about something. We we feel it's just natural to be like, all right, hold on, this isn't what we're talking about, but it's related, so I guess we're just going to keep talking about it until we finish the point. And then eventually we go, 
All right, yeah, but anyway, back to the thing that we're actually talking about, which is Game of Thrones, why we're talking about, I don't know, Digimon. Who knows? But it's related tangentially, so here we are. I, I do love that you can somehow connect Game of Thrones and Digimon together in the same sentence. I would I would actually think we could, <laughs> Jaden and I. I. I guess it's you just take from the byline, right? There's there's monsters and champions in both, like... Mm speaks for itself it but, really uh, does <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm excited to uh to sort of pick your brain from an anime perspective as well because as i mentioned zach from the news to reviews podcast uh has spoken very highly of your anime prowess and then you and i mm. chatting on the socials leading up to this episode <laughs> trying to find something that you hadn't watched was uh no, a little bit difficult i guess to say the least so yeah. let's uh <laughs> let's let's sort of go right back let's let's hear about your your origin story for for how you discovered this fantastic medium known as anime and then uh. we can sort of take it from there so i think like many people especially in my age group it was pokemon i just mentioned digimon Yu-Gi-Oh, and a bunch of other uh these shows that came along when i was younger on like in Australia, yeah, Toasted TV, shout out. Uh, or if you had Foxtel, if you were a rich kid, uh, there was some on Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon that you could catch. Um, so that's how that that was my start in anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were two other big moments that uh, changed me. Uh, the first was when I was young, and I snuck downstairs to watch like TV at night because I was fucking bored. Uh, and again, because I liked Cartoon Network because either anime or just like Ed, Ed, and Eddie, Johnny Bravo, whatever. I just wanted to watch that. I wasn't aware Adult Swim was a thing. Ooh, <laughs> so yes. I'm just sitting down just like, all right, give it to me. And then um, I think like Aqua Teen Hunger Force starts playing and I'm just like, I don't fucking, what's going on? Um, or, like, or like some shit like that where I'm like, I don't get this, but whatever. It's just waving over me. And then late night tsunami starts and it's like gundam cowboy bebop i think rurunu kenshin at one point i'm just like oh (laughs) like my my baby brain couldn't handle what it was seeing and that i think already instilled in me this idea of like this shit's cool man you need to check this shit out and then i forgot about it for like 10 years um until i was in (laughs) high school uh and one of my best mates in high school him and his brother fucking loved Bleach. Like it is, it is the only anime to this day I think he has actually properly watched. Um, okay. But he was like, "Man, you got to watch Bleach if you like, you know, if you like Dragon Ball, if you liked whatever as a or Pokemon as a kid, you got to check out Bleach." And I'm like, "All right, sure, man, I'll check out Bleach." And sixty something episodes later, I'm in, and that that is the story. Genuinely, is Bleach got me into anime, and then. The rest is history, as they say, where it's just like, you know, picking up one piece off the shelves and going, I'm fucking, I'm into this. <laughs> and then just watching other shows like um, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, Death Note, Gurren Lagann, um, fucking Cowboy Bebop, I think I mentioned earlier. But re-watching it as like a more adult person, I'm like, fuck, man, I love this shit. And that is <laughs> that is my story. I just fucking, I went in and I have not <laughs> left, as far as I'm aware. 
it, it's it's a great room to be in, and I think it is once once you're in, it's very difficult to leave, and that's that's a mm. good problem to have. Is, oh, yeah. is there any any particular things within anime that you gravitate towards more so than others? Whether it be a subgenre, whether it be mm. the, the more mature themes, the lighthearted hearted light hearted stuff, the over the topness, whatever it might be. Is there some sort of tropes that you just continually like hunt for when you're looking for new anime? I'm I'm gonna be that asshole and say I just like everything because I do, and it, I know it drives people nuts because people are like what music do you like it's like everything um because i've talked about this where it's like um like i i didn't realize i liked sports anime until i watched some and i'm like oh fuck i love this i wasn't a huge romance guy because some of the romances i'd seen weren't great and then i picked up like toradora and i'm like fuck oh bro, my God. i bro, love toradora so much <laughs> i was like oh I can, romance anime can be good why did no one tell me um and then like i was I have never been a fantasy guy. Huge, like, don't give a fuck about your fantasy world. Get it out of my house. And then, like, berserk happens. And it's like, mm-hmm. never fucking mind, man. Fantasy's kind of banging, though. And, like, other shows where it's just like... And, like, yeah, comedies, it's like... um, It depends on the comedy, but fucking Nichijou's great. That's, like, a great one. Um, I just like everything. I guess if I had to say a thing that kills me... It's mm-hmm. more things that I don't like is the thing that will stand out. Okay. I'm not a... Hu- I love good characters. If if the characters aren't, like, popping, so to speak, I'm not in. I- I've got to enjoy the thing I'm... Wa- the thing I'm watching can have okay writing, it- but if I don't enjoy the characters, I'm just not going to stick around because, like, they're the thing I'm going to spend the most time engaging with. Like, the story can be... can have its moments... But if I'm not really invested in the character's story or the characters, I'm out. Yeah. I think we're very similar-minded in that aspect where I'm like you, I consume all of the anime and like even <laughs> throwing back to the, the, the music question where my, my playlist jumps from K-pop to metal to yeah. country to synthwave yeah. to this, that, the other. And it's just like if there's a good lyric or a good beat, I'm in. And the yeah. same with anime. Like if there's a good character... I don't care if the rest of the the broader story and just concept here is a little weak and watered down. If there's a character I can empathize with or love or hate or root for, <laughs> I'm in. So I'm I'm very much in those same shoes that you're walking in there. So I completely understand. Yeah. It's it's just a good time. It's just a good time. Anything you want is in anime. That's that's my favorite thing about this this world is Whatever you're looking for out there, you will find it within anime and it can 100%. be done in a way that live action cannot even like hold a candle to. The, and that's probably the bigger thing that draws me to anime more than anything. I'm an animation nut. I know I have been since I was a kid because I would just consume animated shit more than anything else. Like Batman the Animated Series, good example. Not anime, but fucking one of my favorite shows of all time. It's like... Doesn't not, not a lot of things hold a candle to it. Even some of the best anime I've watched, I'm like, yeah, but Batman the animated series though, it's um, pretty special. Yeah, very, the, yeah, very special. Just I'm a huge animation nut. That's why I think anime spoke to me as a teenager. Where it's like, well, I'm not really getting this out of Western television. I'm either getting some okay kid shows, or I'm getting adult comedies that aren't funny. <laughs> Yeah. So it's like anime comes around. It's like we have everything you want. It's like okay, I'll 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 buy it. What's going on here? And then yeah, like 
tw- 10, 15 years later, it's like, here I am. <laughs> Have you got an anime or an IP that's popped up in the anime space over the last, say, three to five years that you feel stands alone or stands Ooh. atop as far? I know that's Ooh. off the cuff and you haven't had time to sort of collect those thoughts, but is there something that immediately comes to mind to you when I say, what's the best new thing from the last five years? Ooh, best new... For last five years, fuck. Uh, no, actually, I do know the answer. Um, Actually, wait, when did it come out? Hold on. I need to check because if it was... Oh, like- it could sc- if I could say 10 years, if it gives you a bit of a buffer. I'll say somewhere between that, Mob Psycho 100. I fucking... Yeah. Oh, I cried when season three ended. I was like, fuck, man. Uh, it's it's like, pretty special. Oh. Like for, for me, the the one thing that took me a little while to get into was, was it's got such a unique animation style. Yes. In comparison to 99% of everything else out there yes. that, that I consume or that's available. So it took me an episode or two to really embrace that sort of stripped back, more minimalistic character animation. But there is still a lot of detail, don't get me oh, wrong. I mean, but it is and so on its own. Like that, and that's the that is actually the beauty of the show because the animation is so simplistic. It means they can just go fucking ham constantly. Like, oh, there was um, not to get on a tangent, but like in season two, there was a moment where I was like what the fuck am I looking at? This is better than movies, like, right now, what they're pulling off. Yeah. Like, in, like, actually incredible animation. Like, oh, my God. It's pretty special. And mm. and anyone out there that's listening that hasn't given a look because maybe they've just seen a trailer or a couple of, couple of frames when oh, this yeah. doesn't look very impressive, <laughs> do yourselves a favor and check it out because those three seasons so far mm. are, like, I completely agree with you, Anthony. It's, it's some of the best stuff that's come out in the latter like in the best part of a decade it's yeah it's pretty great it's it's i i'd say it's probably my f- every every season it's easily my favorite show that season and then it often makes my top like anime of the year kind of thing is like i think last year might have been a bit more tough competition because attack on titan's been fucking firing on all cylinders since like eh, since like forever and so it's like mm-hmm. oh that's like another big one is like attack on titan Especially later seasons. Oh, some of my favorite shit. Yeah, I, I need to circle back on Attack on Titan. Mm. I've gotten sort of halfway through the anime several times. And <laughs> I've had a long enough break to then sort of forget what was happening or when I'll, I'll watch the episode I'm up to, I'm like, I don't know who these people are anymore. It's, it's, so it's a right lot. Back. It's a lot. Like, I don't think it's... Um, as someone who actually rewatched um part of season three with my wife, yeah, it's a fucking lot. There yeah. were so many times where she went, who's this again? And I'm like, they were introduced in season one and two. It's like, oh, okay. It's just yeah. like, cause like, fuck man, they, they don't, it's that thing that I love and don't love about anime where it's like, hey man, if you didn't pay attention, we're not going to fucking explain it again. Yeah. Pay attention. Which is good. Like I, I love when, when any form of media that I'm consuming respects my time. It yes. doesn't, go back and do all these recaps every five seconds, it feels like. It's like, no, if if you're in, you should know what's happening now. We're just going to keep moving forward. Yeah, but I I think I mentioned Bleach earlier and we were talking about that. One of my mates the other night, we were like, man, remember how Bleach just had like five minutes of the last episode at the beginning of this episode? And it just did that forever. It irks me when anime do that because it's like, you know, we've only got 20, you know, 21-ish minutes in, like not including the intros and outros yeah. typically that, to consume. And when you're taking a quarter of that with the recap from the episode I watched last week, it's like, come on, man. Yeah, like, you've got maybe 
12, 13 minutes of new content to watch. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so frustrating. So mm. frustrating. But uh, listeners, for anyone that hasn't stopped by the More Than Hentai podcast feed before, the way this show works, as we sort of mentioned at the beginning here, is we're going to be doing a singular deep dive on the first episode of one particular anime. We're going to be spoiling everything or as little or as much as we'd like for episode one of said anime. We won't be expanding on that beyond episode one as far as uh, ruining major plot points, twists, character developments, arcs, mm-hmm. and things like that. So we're going to be looking at the first episode only. We're talking about the good, bad, and everything else in between. But the episode uh, for, we've got here, our title in focus, is mm. an anime called Blue Lock. Yes. And it is an award-winning sports manga series written by Munayiko Kaneshiro and illustrated by Yusuke Nomuro. It has been serialized in Kodanasha's weekly Shonen magazine since August of 2018, with over 24 million copies currently in circulation. Ooh. An anime was produced by 8-Bit, directed by Tetsuake Watanabe and Shunsuke Ishikawa Reed, with music by Jun Murayama, and it has aired from October 2022 right through to March of 2023. Hmm. We've also had confirmation that a second season and an anime film adaptation Ooh being announced over the last couple of weeks it currently holds a score of 8.38 on my anime list based on 222,000 individual users and the story of blue lock is as follows yuichi isagi was mere moments away from scoring a goal that would have sent his high school soccer team to the nationals but a split second decision to pass the ball to his teammate cost him that reality Bitter, confused, and disappointed, Isagi wonders if the outcome would have been different had he not made the pass. When the young striker returns home, an invitation from the Japan Football Union awaits him. Through an arbitrary and biased decision-making process, Isagi is one of 300 under-18 strikers selected for a controversial project named Blue Lock. The project's ultimate goal is to turn one of the selected players into the star striker for the Japanese national team. To find the best participant, each diamond in the rough must compete against others through a series of solo and team competitions to rise to the top. Putting aside his ethical objections to the project, Isuki feels compelled to fight his way to the top, even if it means ruthlessly crushing the dreams of 299 aspiring young strikers. So, Anthony, we checked out the first episode, mm-hmm. which is called Dream. Where do you want to start this? Do we want to go beat for beat? Do we want to just dump, jump right in and see where the conversation takes us? What are your thoughts on episode one, Dream, from Blue Lock? Uh, I think, yeah, we'll just beat for beat might not um, get us very far. I think, uh, yeah, just naturally discussing things and things will pop up, I think. I, I actually think have literal handwritten notes in front of me. I love this. <laughs> because love this. That, is, that, is where I, that is where I'm at. So the main thing that stuck out to me... Um, was the concept of the blue lock itself. And I guess... So first of all, it's a death game without any death. That, that's what yeah. this is. It's, it's um, for people who watched Squid Game, because that was big uh, like a year or two ago. Yeah. It's Squid Game, but no one dies, which is... Exactly. You, you might be like, what the fuck? I don't care. And it's like, mm, but consider... Yeah. The they metaphorical just die emotionally. They, yeah. they, they die emotionally because their hopes and dreams get stomped. It is, yeah, it, it's, 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 it's a pretty fucked concept in a way because it's like, obviously they don't die and that, that is the worst thing that could happen to them. Like, they get to live at the end of the day. It's okay. But it is literally taking these, for, for the most part, children hmm. and, like, being like, hey, you, it's like you have the chance to be, like, the best player in the world or you will never play at a national level ever. Like, that is an insane thing to be like, all right, man, make your choice. And a lot of them do, they're just like, 
especially our main character, is like, fuck it, I gotta go at this. Like, yeah. I have to. And I think that is interesting. I But the thing that's I both do and don't like about the show, um, it's incredibly cynical <laughs> about the sports, especially, well, mainly soccer in Japan. Uh, without yeah. getting into spoilers, there are episodes later that discuss this, but soccer in Japan, they just outright say, it's like, we are fucking shit. <laughs> it's like, we are not a good country when it comes to world-class soccer. And it's 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 fascinating as someone who's, I've watched like Haikyuu, I've watched iShield 21, I've watched a bunch of sports anime. The negativity off the bat was very... It wasn't awful, but it was very strange. I'm so used to the anime being like, Japan has a rich history with this game, and despite our struggles, we strive to be the best. Whereas this was just like, man, we can't fucking win a World Cup to save our lives. We are shit at this game. Yeah, And, and I, I admired that about Blue Lock as well, as, as it didn't sugarcoat it. It was no. like the whole... Uh, Ricky Bobby, if you're not first, you're last type of thing. Where it's it, it, like, yeah. you know what? We we play a team game. It's one for all, all for one. Like you're hearing these cliches yeah. from the coaching staff from Isagi's high school team. Mm. And obviously they, they lose and don't make it to the nationals. Mm. But then there's this push from the head of Blue Lock, Ego, who's just a, a wild mad scientist <laughs> yeah. of a human being. I love him. I love him and everything he's in is yeah. great. He immediately stands out as just like a, I am incredibly insane, but I was given a lot of money <laughs> to exactly. do this. And, and he's pretty much just saying, you know, like what you just said, Anthony, Japan have been okay at best mm. at national or, or global soccer for a good long while. If we want to take that next step to win a World Cup, we need to cut the shit out as mm. far as let's play as a team, teammates, rah, rah, rah. It's yeah. like, no, nah, <laughs> we need... A god mode level striker. Yeah. No one gives a shit about defense. <laughs> no one gives a shit about goalies. You can train and teach all that, but the world class striker is is created, and they're going to create this this freak of nature through yeah. the blue lock program. So yeah, Ego Jimpishi, I love him as a character, yeah. and I love the way they frame him in a lot of the shots where he is very maniacal and it's really tight focus just with like, yeah. you know, headshots up and, you know, his hands, he's always really moving around his hands and got very unique animations. And he's this uh, yeah. calculated yet unhinged mad genius, which I immediately bought into. Yeah, I, I, I think that is that is um, what makes the concept work because it is, it is absurd, the idea of like, uh-huh. take 300 people, shove them together, make a good strike at the end of it. But you introduce it with like, this weird, lanky skeleton man with his giraffe neck and his, like, uh, I don't know what you call them, like, the teeth where it's just, like, the ear perfectly square mm-hmm. and his bowl haircut. It reminded me of a Bleach character I can't remember the name of. But, like, yeah, you introduce this concept with that design. I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. Someone like that would come up with something like this. Okay. And actually, that's, I guess, going into it, that's one of the things that's a bit interesting, I guess, Sadly, we can't really go into it because later episodes. But the side characters, um, they, they they have very different designs. I'll put it that way. Uh, a lot of them stand out immediately, especially in the scene where Isagi arrives at Blue Lock. Well, Web. Yeah, when he first goes to the um, what, what do they call it? When he Japanese first rocks up to something the, the, union was it football? It's football. Yeah, it's football. Japanese football union, and, and he meets Kira 
out the front because Kira was was I guess this other young upcoming um, Japanese soccer star yeah. that, that knocked Isagi and his team out of the the run for the nationals. I think he keeps getting called the spirit of future Japan soccer or something like that, or the future spirit of Japan soccer, something yeah. along that line of like ah he he will bring us to the next. He's age. the golden child, yeah. Yes. He's he's the poster child to, to greater good, and so so they meet out the front of the the Japan Football Union. And we find out that Kira's actually a pretty good dude. Like, he's, yes. you know, they're chatting, they become friends, and then they enter in, into the Japan Football Union. And like you said, Anthony, you go in there and it's just, you see all these other near 300-ish budding strikers mm. and they've got such unique looks and vibes. Like, they've all, well, not all of them, but I guess the yeah. main, uh, the ones the main they, characters yeah. that you meet through the this 24-episode run they're all very distinctive and yes. unique in their own way. And I love that. Yes. I love that about this show. I, I, I think it, it did, and we kind of see that as the episode progresses with the set of, I think, 12 we're stuck with for the big first episode. Like, we get some pretty bare-bones character stuff. Very much like, okay, that's your character archetype you're fitting into. That's your character archetype you're fitting into. Nothing bad. It's just I immediately went, ah, character archetypes. Right, we'll, es- mm-hmm. we'll establish you later. This is just to get the audience interested in, like, look at him. He's unique. <laughs> um, uh, as opposed to our main character, which was actually one of the problems I especially had in the first episode. As the show progresses, it gets a bit better. I did not give a shit about our main character, Isagi. I I struggled because I, I get it. He's meant to be a bit of a blank slate. The guy who's like, oh, I'm good at this game. I've always looked up to the other huge soccer players. I, um, I It's like, I lost this match. I didn't even get to national level. Like, oh, this sucks. But I just felt like there's no, there's nothing else really there for me to grab onto like there is with other main characters and shows I like, where nothing is like pushing him apart from like I just want to be the best, which is which is fine. That's a fine motivation. And for this show, it actually works because otherwise he's not going to get very far in this deaf game without deaf. You have to kind of be that person who's like, I am going to be the best. It doesn't matter who gets in my way, um, which is something we see at the end of the episode. Um, but I just struggled because he didn't really stand out. His design as well was super generic, which didn't oh, help yeah. things. Dark-haired, blue eyes, yep. protagonist. Yep. That's, that's the anime trope times a million right there. I can't yeah, believe I got... Right into that mold. <laughs> I can't believe I got reincarnated as a light novel protagonist. What do you mean? Yeah, like, um, very generic looking. But as I said, without spoilers, later episodes, I think, works a bit better. We actually get to understand him a bit better and it does come from a kind of kind of interesting point of he's not actually very good <laughs> they they establish off the bat is like oh your ranking on your arms is out of 300 and it's like i'm 299 it's like oh so our main character isn't actually that good at soccer compared to these other people and even Which the guy and even the guy who kicked his fucking ass in like the um soccer game at the beginning or beat not kicked his ass but like he won Akira he's also in the bottom 12 like yeah. it's like oh shit okay so like and all these insane people it's like these are the bottom 12 and there's yeah the 288 that we still have to like meet so how insane are they going to be and I think that is that is kind of an interesting point to start off as you establish it's like, oh no, yeah, we are dealing with bottom of the barrel here. 
so the people above us must be insane kind of thing, which yeah. is kind of, I think that's a good way to establish the universe, so to speak. You don't have him yeah. like at 140 or something where it's like, oh, I'm doing okay. It's like, nah, man, you are, you are bottom of the fucking barrel right now. <laughs> Yeah, like like Ego constantly calls calls all the players the diamonds in the rough. Mm. But yeah, Team Z, which is uh, the the crew that Isagi falls into, mm. they're definitely like yeah, they're they're probably the best in their local teams or best yes. in their local comps. But then on on the national level, yeah, they're just making up the numbers for all intents and purposes in a way. But like they're skilled they're skilled players, and and you see some of that skill sort of play out over over the coming episodes. But yeah, I like that it set it up. Like I don't know if an underdog story is, is the yeah. right sort of way to describe it, but at least they weren't, yeah, mid-pack or their top 20 or whatever there. Yeah. They're, they're, the, the bottom end of the, the pecking order, which is good. Yeah. And, yeah, like, Isagi, especially in this first episode, they try and flesh him out a little bit and we get some flashbacks to when he's a kid and mm. how he's obsessed with this French striker named Noah and, he, yes. and, you know, he just falls into the, the soccer world through him. But his parents don't really seem to understand it too much. They're pretty cool. Like, they're cute and loving, but they got no clue what's going on. I think the dad literally is, the mum's like, oh, what does this mean? And he, the husband's like, I don't know. And it's like, oh, ha, ha. It's like, oh, okay, weird. <laughs> it's just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't I don't really get this bit. It's like, Ugh. Neither do I. It was just unnecessarily forced comedic relief in that moment when they're trying to, I guess, establish Isagi and his, his uh, emotional pull yeah. to, towards soccer and then his uh, parents are very caricaturish in their delivery like i, I feel, like, hey, yeah sorry. i guess that's that's part of the problem is i feel like if his parents were at least a little more like oh we're sorry you didn't do it but you know you'll try again next year or or i don't know you can try out for nationals and then the mother's like oh, you got the letter oh my god and it's like okay you established that they actually give a shit it almost yeah. seems like they don't care that their son she plays soccer. Like, like, oh by the way eat your pork cutlet <laughs> Here's a letter. Yeah, it's like, oh. Na, 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 na. Like, yeah, it's a bit it's a bit weird where it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, it doesn't really establish an, like a relationship between them, which I guess is kind of good because um, Blue Lock is where he's going to be staying for a while, it seems. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, it's a, a closed-off training facility <laughs> where it's just like, yeah, oh, they're, okay. They're, they're in lockdown yeah. in this giant, uh, giant Pentagon building. Like, yeah. I can only imagine the amount of money they've pumped into this. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> into this experiment. Uh, like, they've managed to convince the, the Japanese government and various national sporting heads to throw some money behind this this whole experiment which is cool and, and they they dance around that periphery as the episodes go along yeah i think there's like an explanation in episode two which is like just don't worry about it like don't think too hard it'll hurt your head like kind of thing i'm like all right just accept the concept for how silly it is and just move on because otherwise yeah. you're going to be sitting there going how does any of this work? <laughs> exactly. It's like, no, it's it's just great. They're, they're going to become the greatest striker in Japanese history and hopefully lead them to the promised land maybe in future yeah. seasons. Yeah, exactly. Well, like, that's, that is where I am interested to watch a bit more, I think, is seeing where any of this shit goes. Because it's like, I don't know. It's like, I mean, maybe we could spend the entire show in Blue Lock, but I, I kind of doubt it. At some point, he's got to get out and you've actually got to have him like outside playing against people to show it's like this is what the blue lock was for so it's like i'm interested to see i guess how much percentage of that is is what it is is it going to be like 50 percent blue lock 50 percent outside or is it like 25 percent blue lock 75 percent outside it's like oh we're spending most of the time not in the training stage it's like we're dealing with what happens afterwards but 
So spoilers, but not like mm. I usually ask you at the end, would you keep watching? I know that you've watched more. Have you watched the entirety of this season or are you still a little bit of the ways to go? I didn't have the time, sadly, uh, due to this is the problem with being a weeb. Uh, you watch a lot of anime. And so I've been catching up with a bunch of different shows. Um, mm-hmm. Like my wife and I are currently watching or catching up on Kaguya-sama. And um, there was another show I was watching. Uh, what was it? Oh, Ranking of Kings came back, so I've been watching that. So I've been watching a lot of shows at the moment, so I actually haven't had that much time with Blue Lock. I did manage to get to episode four. Um, okay. I wanted to at least do my free episode run and see where that went, and then I was like, you know what, one more. And then I watched episode four, and then that's kind of where we were at this week. Is like, oh, okay, I don't really have time to watch another one before the recording. So I was like, okay, just leave it at four, call it there, and I think that's a good place to stop because that is kind nice. of a... It's a good kind of idea of the show so far, I guess. Yeah, after three episodes, you should have a pretty good temperature check on if this is for you and if it's going to be good, bad, or otherwise. So I I admire that you've gone a little bit further on the pitch there. And and yeah, it's it's a phenomenal first season. Like, I'm not going to go into spoilers, but I really, really enjoyed it. Like, I was very high... On Ashley last year, I thought it was phenomenal. It's a little bit more heartfelt from a from a soccer anime, a little bit yes. more grounded in reality. Yeah. <laughs> but Blue Lock, after finishing it, it blew it off the pitch. Like, oh, if okay. I can keep weaving in soccer puns for me, I just feel <laughs> that it is special. Like, I, I love me a good sports anime. Yeah. Kuroko's Basketball is one of my hmm. favorites. Slam Dunk, you know, oh. shift into the sort of the, the physical, like boxing and MMA types of stuff as well. There, there's oh, so yeah. much good sport anime to consume but blue lock is really great yeah yeah sport, sports anime can be it's so interesting um with sports anime because you think of it you're like i guess as like i said if you're like me and like your first experience exposure to anime was like you know bleach one piece um or like other shows like that you're like sports anime but sports are boring i don't want to watch a sport and then you watch <laughs> like again i think eye shield 21 was the one that changed my mind or was like okay never mind is kind of cool actually <laughs> it's really cool it's, it's really like, cool even stuff like like birdie golf's doing the rounds at the moment mm. which is about a bunch of female golfers which yes. i'm really engrossed in yeah. i really enjoy birdie golf <laughs> i i've heard a lot of people talk about that i'm like okay maybe i'll check it out because like you know it's just someone just something to watch it's like okay yeah we're, we're never short on choice nah, which is a good it. and a bad thing because you know time is a finite resource mm. so we've got to be choosy but yeah blue lock this first episode tries to give us a little bit of backstory on Isagi as far as you know, where his passion come from yeah. soccer in the first place. He's grown up very much of the belief that, yeah, it's a team sport, mm. one for all, all for one, whatever is good for the team is good for me. But yeah. then they rock up at the Japan Football Union, they get the, the unveiling of Blue Lock, and then Ego's like, that's all a load of shit. Yeah. It's all about scoring goals, mm. and I love... Yeah. With Blue Lock as well, not only in this first episode, but in future episodes as well, they mix in actual real famous mm. legendary soccer characters. I can't confirm if the quotes they actually put up there are actually words from the characters in, yeah. in question, but it's really sick. Like they, they reference like Messi and Ronaldo and, and Pele Rip, who is, you know, pretty much the, the soccer god. I, I, and his quote, pretty, his quote, I was with. like, Pele might have said that. I. I cannot confirm, but like I did like that his one where it's like if you told me who is the best goalie, midfielder, outfielder, striker, or and I think I forget the third position or fourth one, sorry. Uh, but he's like, but all the, all of them would be me, and it's like, 
It's actually kind of a good point, yeah. You do kind of have to have this ego about you to be good in sports. Like, it is actually a thing that isn't really talked about a lot in sports anime. Is like, you do need a bit of an ego, because you need to, like, push yourself to do better. Yeah. And, like, be that person who's like, I will fucking do it. Because in a lot of sports anime, they um, where it's especially team sports, I should say. So, like, again, Haikyuu, one of my favorites. They actually kind of say, like, hey, man, it's not all about ego. You've got to work together here. Whereas mm-hmm. in this one, they're like, nah, man, working together hasn't gotten you fucking anywhere. You have got to be the asshole on the field who's scoring that goal. And yeah, like, which, I think, which makes sense. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Like, I watch a, a lot of not only sport anime, but I watch a lot of real sport and played mm. a lot of sport and, and some of the people that I'd, I'd watch or play with or against, it was usually those egocentric oh, individuals yeah. that were the stars of the field. So I can completely understand where they're going with this. And I like that they've fully dove in head first mm. and committed to it in this. There's yeah. Teamwork can get in the bin. Yeah. The other, the other positions can get in the bin. It's all about scoring goals Nothing else matters. So it was a bit of a <laughs> bit of a shock to the system to to Isagi as well as some of the other characters we we meet that are part yeah. of Team Z. But then near the back end of this episode, yeah, ego pops up on the screen again and like, all right, we're gonna run a we're gonna run a little test here mm. and we're gonna play a game of tag, and whoever is it at the end is out. You're gone, yes. your dreams of playing for Japan. Couple will it. never exist because they've said in this as well the, the five successful candidates of the Blue Lock program oh, yeah. <laughs> only five will move too. on to Ooh. play for the J- the Japanese under twenty team. But anyone that doesn't make that five, you'll never play for Japan in your life. Mm. So the stakes are set real early, and you can't get much bigger than that. Yeah, like I said, apart from, um, again, it's a death game without death. So it's like we can't kill these kids. What can we do? It's like ruin their futures. Just give them no opportunity to do the thing that they want to do. Is like. Oh, that's evil. It's just and it because it it does push because it's like, hey, do you actually want to play on a national level? Then you're gonna have to get better. Kind exactly. of thing. Exactly. Exactly. So so the stakes can't get any bigger for these these kids. Mm, exactly, yeah. Yeah. What did you think like with the animation style that 8-bit put together? I'm not too mm. familiar with 8-bit's work, to be honest. Love the term 8-bit, obviously more than Hentai <laughs> falls under the 8-bit banner, so it's like a little chef's kiss for me, but the animation style is a little different, especially the way they yeah. handle the shading, where instead of it being gradient-based shading, it's just pretty much power lines on a, on a vertical to sort of show the shading and depth of, of character sometimes. Yeah. I took a little while to gel with it, mm-hmm. but the more I watched, the more I'm like, I love this. It really suits the mood, and it can really emphasize some of these expressions that the characters yeah. are portraying in these frames as well. Yeah, I, I think that is 100% agree. I think the only show I've seen from 8-Bit is Slimy Sakai. And I'm not, otherwise, yeah, not really familiar with their work. Um, I looked at, because they're one of those studios that, as always, branched off from another studio. So they're from like a studio that handled like Macross in the past. So it's like, okay, a bit of a history of a studio, but... Very likely the people involved in 8-Bit are, are completely different people, so completely yeah, different so studio, they, they really. were from Satellite initially, yes. apparently, and they, they spun off from there. So yeah, so yeah like, same with you. Apart from reincarnated as a slime, I'm just scrolling through their, their sort of list of achievements, and yeah, mm. a lot of anime here that I'm not very familiar no, with. No, and, all, and a, a lot of them I'm like, I didn't watch this for a reason, because <laughs> I was like, I'm not fucking watching this. Um, I will say, yeah, the, the animation, I think... Well, I've got a note on... I've got notes. Um, I think... Yeah, okay. 
I think I best described it. It's a mixed bag for me. I liked the style, apart from the main character being a bit generic. I actually liked how, like the kind of the the line work, the line work, the um, the the shading effect. I actually didn't mind. I'm kind depending on the anime you watch, you'll see a bunch of different shading effects. So I was like, yeah, that's fine. That's I'm cool with that. And a few of the and like the, the the designs on some of the other side characters, I really I liked a lot more than again the main character. The only problem I had was the animation was very yeah mixed in the first episode to put it bluntly. The opening soccer scene, I was like, okay, th- this isn't too bad. There's like some a bit of a wonky shot here or there, but for the most part, nice direction, some really fun stuff going on here with the colors and like um the camera like panning across the football field. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But then I think there were, there's like a scene where Isagi is like screaming at his bike and then starts crying where I'm like, uh, yep. what the fuck happened here? <laughs> where it's like, the, it's just Isagi going like, Aah! and like the screen is shaking. Like nothing's actually animating. It's just the screen. And then he, when he's like, his mouth is moving when he's crying, it literally looks like, it doesn't look like he's actually talking. It looks like a big mouth Billy Bass just going. Bah, yeah. bah, bah, bah. <laughs> um, it, the animation was never, I think, that awkward throughout the rest of the show. But there were some moments where I was like, okay, you clearly wanted to save money here. Got it. Got it. Like a lot of just like, all right, save money, save money. But then we get to the the tag game. And I think that's where it's like, okay, here's the animation. Here's the fun shit. Oh, yeah. Like there's there's one shot. Um, and I don't remember the other guy's name, even though I've watched a few episodes. It's just too many characters going to have to remember the name slowly. Um, but it's the one who, in the episode, he's the one sleeping on the floor. Oh, um, Matara. Matara. So yeah, it's where Matara is like jumping over Ak- Akira to try and like kick the ball around. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, good. Here's some fun directing and some fun animation. All right, now now we're cooking, so to speak. Like here is some fun shit. And I will say, not not a spoiler, obviously, the animation and the directing in later episodes, I think, greatly exceeds this first one. I think that there's a lot of like fun shot competition, uh, composition with like um, soccer matches and just like following the ball around the field is like okay, this is fun and some incredible animation moments in just yeah, like the the one fucking kick that a character does is like oh fucking sells that kick. So I I think this first episode is a little a little mixed, sadly, um, mm-hmm. but. I don't think that's indicative of the quality of the show, thankfully. And I would say it is still good overall. This is still a better looking show um, than another show I watched um, last uh, last week because I was like, oh, I want to check this out because someone was watching this uh, for some reason. Who knows? You Never got a mind. name and shame? Nah, it's... Nah, I mean, he. I don't know. Actually, yeah, I could probably say it. His episode's probably coming out before mine. Zach was watching an episode of a show for this podcast. Oh, uh, yeah, you were watching Hell's Paradise. I fucking didn't vibe with it either. <laughs> nope, not great. But, and the main thing that stood out to me, I was like, this is Mappa. Where's the animation? <laughs> that killed me inside because I love Mappa and their animation. They're one of the kings. Their, their animation is like god tier. It's like my favorite thing about them. Jujutsu Kaisen has animation flourishes all over the place, and the first three scenes of Attack on Titan are some of the best animation, like, in the last decade. Mm. And then I watch Hell's Paradise, and I'm like, where's the fucking animation? Where is it? Yeah, I I feel, getting off the blue lock track here, (laughs) I I feel that their 
they're trying to build up Hell's Paradise mm. to to have that big climatic wow yeah. battle moment. But at the same time, don't tease us for too long. No. Like they've got three episodes out at the moment, or fourth the fourth one just dropped today. Yeah. But it's it's building well, but yeah, it's like stop teasing. Just show, like, play your yeah. cards. Because that, that is the thing. Like, if this is supposed to be the, like, shonen action show of the season, which it kind of is. Yeah, it's what's every, everyone's horny for it. Yeah, it's like, okay, where's the action? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we just get little little bites, just little bites yeah. of it. And, and then, yeah, like, yeah, if, if you're listening to this episode and you haven't checked out the Hell's Paradise episode, mm. do yourselves a favor and spin that up because... Yeah, it's it's got some got, got some potential. I'm a little bit more optimistic than Anthony and Zaka, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I feel that it could still be salvaged. I, I think the concept is to we'll finish this quickly. I think the concept's fine. I just didn't really gel with the animation and mm-hmm. the characters. I'm also very similar to Zach with his thoughts. Not not as brutal, I'd say. But I'm definitely like, I don't know about this one, Chief. Whereas Blue Lock, I was like, you know what? I don't love this first episode, but I do want to keep watching. I was like, I do want to keep watching and seeing where this goes because I am am interested. Um, And actually, that's to go back to Blue Lock. One thing that I don't really often talk about with anime, uh, because unless it has like an astounding uh, score, I'm usually not talking about music in anime. They usually it's just like oh, it's just background like doots do doots do doots. Um, I, like unless your characters have like incredible hero themes or character themes. Um, see My Hero Academia. You say run jet set run shit. Just like oh my god, blah. like uh, best shit ever. Blue Lock had some interesting music choices. It's this very mm. like heavy sound. It like. When they when the music kicks in, it's like boom. It's like oh shit. Okay, here we go. It kind of lets you know to pay attention if you're not. If you're just like, yeah, okay, uh, this okay. I'm watching. I'm watching. The music kicks in. It's like boom. You're like oh fuck. Hello. Okay, we're doing something. Hello. Yeah, and it, it accompanies these big set pieces really, really well. And uh, like yeah. when you start seeing these players in future seasons, like a uh, future episode, mm. sorry, where they. <laughs> they start to, I guess, unlock some of their inner abilities and understand how to play as a striker should. Mm. The accompaniment of those musical impactful moments is really great. Like it goes together hand in glove and it really (laughs) elevates these scenes. And yeah, I'm all for it. I love the intro and outro in the first 13 episodes. They're both Mm. done by Unison Square Garden and they they really uh, accompany the episode as well. Like when, when... episode one ends and, and you get that outro track which is i think chaos gar kiwamaru something I think like that yeah it. <laughs> it's just frantic and frenetic and all kinds of eclectic and it just really sets the sets the mood for future episodes really well i think yeah very very high energy very like all right let's go let's go it matches yeah. the matches the music of the show very well yeah which is sometimes i was talking to zach um who's a bit unfamiliar obviously with anime about this because he was like are all anime like intros and outros like this i'm like kind of depends man like sometimes you have an absolute banger of an opening that fits the show perfectly chainsaw mm-hmm. man looking at you oh yes oh kick back oh um but then sometimes you have like i can't think of one that was like this i actually i brought up my hero academia my hero academia has such a mixed bag of intros some of them i'm like yeah. this is the peak of like anime intro to show fusion and some i've been like the fuck am i listening to this doesn't yeah. fit the show at all endings can be even worse where it's just like yeah. the fuck <laughs> like blue lock has that a little where it's like 
this is a really peppy intro. This is really a peppy outro. Yeah. <laughs> to this show that's like about like, we're gonna have to struggle to become the best soccer player. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. <laughs> but but it's it's a banger. I do from like not it. Only it's a just, musical standpoint, ugh. but from an anime standpoint, yeah. Blue Lock really really sort of hooked hooked its uh its claws into me pretty early, and and I'm happy to to say that yeah, I've checked out that entire first season. Nice, nice. Really excited with with the overall story and character development where they could go mm. with it in the future. Uh, the fact that we've got a second season confirmed and a film spin-off as well nice. confirmed already because nice. this this anime is is one of the the biggest success stories I think of the last twelve months. Like it is yeah, up. it's popping off and rightfully so. Yeah, it, it 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 was um pardon me. It's one that I've been hearing about murmurings um for the last year. However, because it came out in October, right? Correct. Yeah. So yeah, about six months. So yeah, it's had like a while to like sit here. I just yeah sadly didn't check it out. But I think that it, yeah, it's it's one that I think has stood out among the crowd due to again its concept, its kind of tone, which is very different to a lot of sports mm-hmm. anime. Again, we're used to kind of either team team sports anime being very like yay team, go team, yay, or like uh, solo sports anime. Even if they're like solo sports, you usually still have like. Uh, Hajime no Ippo is a good example. You have like a group in the gym or the boxing gym who work together, who hang out. So they're still like, oh, we're a team, but we're not helping each other directly. We're separate. We we have separate battles, so to speak. Um, whereas this is like very much, yeah, the the tone of like you have to be the best solo player in this team sport game. Yeah. That is the only goal. And again, yeah, I think the animation, the the uh, the music and the sound effects, um, and again the side characters, and again a bit of the main character in later episodes. And as I progress mm-hmm. throughout the season, I'm sure I'll see more. Like I think it really does draw people in. Is like, oh, this is something different. This isn't something I've seen a billion times. Because yeah, that that can be a problem, especially with anime, is where you're like, I've seen this before. I, I know this. I know what this is. Like, um. Uh, what was one that I was like, I don't want to watch this because I was like, uh, oh, this is one, oh, man. I don't know if you, this is, this is going back a few years. Everyone and their mum was talking about how good Guilty Crown is. By the time I got around to it, I was like, I don't fucking get it, man. I've seen this a billion times and the character and the characters aren't that interesting. The animation's not selling me. The world's whatever, like... I didn't get it, and I think it was just because it was like, yeah, at that point, I'd already seen a bunch of shows that had done a similar or even tangentially similar concept better. But with Blue Lock, yeah, it's like, it fucking stands out. You, I don't think I've seen a sports anime like this. It's super unique. Mm. Super unique. It's it's unlike the rest of those sporting anime that, that follows such similar main narrative beats from front to back as far as protagonist is downtrodden protagonist is on the cusp of failure builds up ascends to greatness mm. high fives happy days let's go home and yeah, have a nice yeah. meal <laughs> yeah, where yeah, this exactly. is this is stressful it's dramatic it's unpredictable mm. uh the the characters almost every every one of these strikers you can see them as both the hero and the villain which i love because yes. they're all fighting for the same goal so you can root for everybody but also hate everybody and not feel bad at the same time like oh yeah, yeah isaki is front and center but there's so many other characters they introduce as this this competition goes on that you're like, man, I love this guy or I despise this guy, but I want to see him win because they're mm. so damn cool. Yeah. And they're all so unique. They're not cookie cutter in any way. Yeah, I think there was like a character in the second or third episode where I was like, 
Man, if he doesn't stick around, I'm going to be disappointed because he just seems fun. Like, I want to see more of this asshole. He seems fun. But yeah, yeah. It, that is, and actually, I guess that's because we're still, we're full spoilers for episode one. That's actually one of the interesting, I think, moments of the show is you have Isagi is like, I have a free hit. I can just hit the guy who's fallen down like the monk. He was like he twisted his ankle or something. Yeah, he like, sprained his ankle. Yes. He was number three hundred, so he was the, the he was bottom of the, the fucking the dead barrel. duck. He was the worst. Yeah, and and yeah, he could have just kicked the ball into him and and knocked him out of the competition. But like you said, Isagi's like, if I'm going to evolve and, and become the world's greatest striker, yeah, I need to to take down the people that are better than me. Yes, and then what happens? And then he fucking the again. I, Feel bad. You just said his, said their ba- name. Oh, Bachira. Yeah, Bachira like comes by and is like, "I like you. I'm gonna like uh, let's. I agree. Let's do this. And like we should be taking down the strongest. So they intentionally take the ball, which would put them as it. Like it's just like, oh, that's fucking backwards. Why would you choose to do that? And then they go after Akira. They don't hit Akira, but it seems like intentionally so. They pass the ball back to Isagi, our main character, and almost. It's ex- uh, it's a bit of a spoiler, but almost not even thinking about it, he just fucking kicks the ball straight at Akira and knocks and hits him for the tag right in the face, right in the blood everywhere, face, like, and and Ooh. and the frame of that real tight shot, impact everywhere, yeah, just, blood, Ooh. and I I love in those big like power moments in this show yeah. where they are weaving in like these crazy almost like spiritual blue flames and, mm. and whatever else just to emphasize the like the wow factor. It's so stylized in these slick passes or shooting moments and it's just like yeah. It's so damn cool to watch. Abs- absolutely. And I I think that was what like kind of got me like oh okay, you're actually acknowledging that cuz like in a, in a death game it usually would be like oh, I just kill the weakest guy. He's an easy target. Just ugh, like get rid of him. It's like okay, whatever. We lose that guy. Who gives a shit? You lose Akira, it's like, and again, spoiler, so I'm not going to get into it, but it's like, there are interesting ramifications to that of like, oh, yeah. okay, we lose this guy who was like, fuck your yeah, system. Yeah, the jewel of Japanese soccer The, the jewel of Japanese soccer out. cannot play for a national team now. It's like, what the fuck? Okay. Like, crazy. And then, it's not, I don't think, no, they don't mention it. I'm trying to remember. There was something else. There was something else. I had it. I had it. Um, It'll come back. Yeah, go back. So it was like. Uh, not a spoiler because it's in episode two. Uh, there was something about Isagi, I think. Oh yeah, it's, so we get a glimpse of it at, right at the end. He has like these this eye thing going on, which is a motif in the show, and it's kind of like I think it's meant to be like people who are in the zone, and I kind of love that yeah. that they show it's like there is there is a point where you stop thinking about what you're doing and you're just in the zone and you are doing it. And I really like that that is, they have like a visual motif for that. Mm -hmm. Because that way it's like, you don't have to explain to him. You don't have to have the uh, character explain to you every time, I'm in the zone. I'm ready to do it. You can just be like, eyes flick. And you're like, they're in the zone. Got it. Like that. I think that happens in a later episode where someone looks at someone and they just go like, they both do the eye thing. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Seeing all these strikers, individual skill sets Mm. and unique abilities is really awesome as the season progresses. And they allude to Isagi and his potential abilities yeah. or, or zone-based traits because Kira's like, you know, the way you see the field mm. is phenomenal. So, like, there's a bit of foreshadowing there as far as alluding yeah, to, sprinkle. to what Isagi might do, almost like a field general type of thing where he sees the field differently. He might not, 
have the strongest shots or the best pass, but the way he sees it, yeah. he's more of a tactician. It's exactly. It's an it's an understanding of everything going on, which is almost more important. But it's a thing that we're not really emphasizing because it is like oh power is the thing you need which we actually see that in this episode yeah when kunigami yeah kunigami just, just like all right one. Boom. it's like oh shit okay and that, that is the astale- again it's the same thing of like oh this guy's this strong and he's in the bottom 12 oh fuck <laughs> it's like oh dear it's like the, the like the the breadth of skill like the difference is like insane where it's like Oh, this guy's already this good, as opposed to like some of our other uh, some of our other characters. And again, bottom twelve. It's like, oh shit, okay. <laughs> I, I can't wait as as you watch more of this, mm. and we just keep sort of chatting about it offline, just to oh, sort yeah. of get your get your sort of heartbeat on where you're feeling with the show as it progresses through those twenty four episodes. Because some of the characters you meet, they're so good. Like yeah. that's all I'm going to say. But there's just such a diverse assortment of characters you meet that you yeah want to root for or see burn on the cross type of thing like yeah it's, it's very divisive but there's no right or wrong as well because they're all just trying to be the very best and you know if ash ketchum taught us anything <laughs> way back when there's nothing wrong with that no it's it's that thing of i talk about it um in regards to a lot of media where it's like everyone is the main character of their own story so to speak where it's like yeah. these guys have just as much of an opportunity as isagi does or well you know as any of these guys do really to to succeed or fail it's like I fucking doubt it. Who knows? Maybe the monk dude goes really far somehow. I don't know. <laughs> I kind of doubt it. But it's like that thing of like, he could, because that is the way this works. Like, who knows where these characters are going to go? And I am I am actually really interested uh, to see where this goes. Um, I will be continuing to watch it. And yeah, I will definitely let you know my thoughts as I'm going, because I'm super interested now. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. And the cool thing with, because it is such a, like there's potentially 300 characters that they Mm. could focus on at any given moment, but they do really take the time to flesh out the key characters you meet along the way. It's not just generic rival X or Y. They give you some backstory and put you in their shoes indirectly to sort of understand where they're coming from and feel something about them, whether that be a positive or a negative emotion. So it's really, really well done. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm such a fan of Blue Lock. But, um, yeah, Anthony, let's maybe shift into mm. your last word, which is presented by our friends over at Japan Crate. Experience Japan through snacks and knickknacks via monthly package drops, courtesy of japancrate.com. So, Anthony, tell me your last word on blue lock it's unique um i think that's the main thing for me is that it it stands out more than more than anything else i am just interested because it's it is standing out to me compared to other sports anime i've watched so i'm just really ready to see where that uniqueness takes us i guess I love that. I, I can completely agree. Like, yeah, I was I was all in on Ashi last year. Mm. And like I said, this is just sort of leapfrogged it. <laughs> and, and that's not disrespecting Ashi at all. Oh, I yeah. really loved it. Very emotionally moving for me. It was a little bit more grounded, mm. a bit more heartfelt. But Blue Lock just ticked all those boxes for me. And yeah, I cannot wait to get more in future episodes whenever that second season drops. Mm. Hopefully they can uh, get to work on that sooner rather than later. <laughs> and 8-Bit have already very hard at uh you know commissioning those frames because i want to see this thing fast because i need more of it (laughs) absolutely all right man well i gotta say thank you so much for uh stopping on by sharing your very very deep knowledge (laughs) base on anime it's been very insightful and educational for myself as well but um now we are at the end of the episode 
One last chance here to uh, share the best points of contact for listeners to hunt you and your content down and anything else you want to share. So best way to contact me is uh, through the uh, What Do You Think About This podcast uh, Twitter page. That's W-D-Y-T-A-T-Pod on Twitter. Uh, if you go to our um, our Spotify, our Anchor, sorry, because it's not Anchor anymore, uh, our Anchor Spotify service for podcasts. That should also have my contact email if you'd prefer a direct email contact with me. Uh, those are the best ways to contact me or Jaden about either having us on your podcast, having you on our podcast, or just general chit chat about anything. Best way to contact me is through that um through those two, yes. Nice, nice. But yeah, definitely do yourselves a favor, listeners, and check out what they're doing over there with what you think of this podcast because there is some fantastic discussion and some even more brilliant tangents that uh, take place (laughs) on those 12 episodes to date there. Mm. But listeners, this brings us to the end of another episode of More Than Hentai, an anime appreciation podcast. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe us, as well as all the other podcasts you listen to on the regular because those ratings and reviews help keep those emotional lights on in our hearts, takes no time, costs no money. So just pay those good vibes forward with the rating and review on your platform of choice. You can check out all the 8-bit related content at videogamesandculture.com. If you want to buy yourself some merchandise, you can do so over at shop8bit.net, which is our official merchandise store. But listeners, that is it for us for another week or two. So whether your anime be subbed, dubbed, or still yet to come, enjoy yourself, stay hungry, and much love to all the gorgeous waifus out there. Goodbye. Bye.